I am a 23-year-old girl from India. How much I remember, I think I first developed it at the age of eight years old. Uh, at that time, might have not known that it was trichotillomania. Maybe it was just like a habit or something that I'm doing with my hair or something nonsense. But as I grew older, it started getting a little bit more serious. And by the, I think I fully understood it was trichotillomania, I think at the age of 17. I think that's when I was writing, like I was reading about it. Like I wanted to know why what is happening to me is happening. Like, why am I doing this? Is am I, so is something wrong with me? Because if, like everyone in the family would be like, stop pulling your hair. I myself would tell myself to like, just stop it because I'm not understanding what's going on with me. So at the age of 17, I started Googling, you know, when you have symptoms and you just Google, why is my head aching? Why is my eye paining? So I think that's when I Googled and I was like, why am I pulling my hair? And that's when I saw that there is a thing called trichotillomania. And it's then I started reading more. I saw that there is there is obsessive compulsive disorder. There is body focused repetitive disorders under which you have nail biting skin picking hair pulling and I was like okay hair pulling seems similar to what I'm going through let me read more so at the age of 16 17 I started reading more about it and that's when I was like okay there's there is a thing like this it exists and I am one of them so that's when it became a thing for me like I accepted I didn't accept it but I realized what what I'm going through if you know what I mean there is something like that there's a concept like that so yeah and in the beginning uh, I think since the age of 13 I I mean since a very young age I used to struggle a lot with mathematics the whole concept of math and science and I think I blamed it on that saying because of the stress of math I'm pulling my hair and then with a lot of difficulty I passed my 10th grade and then in 11th and 12th I had economics which also had a little concept of math and numbers and again I was like okay you know what I'm still pulling my hair because I, there's math in my life still there is math in my life so I was like okay and then and then I go to undergrad I'm 18 years old and I'm pulling more like the condition is getting worse day by day like my whole three years in undergrad where I'm doing nothing related to math, absolutely nothing. I'm doing mass comment journalism. There is absolutely no math, but the condition is like has worsened to a point where I don't think I don't think not one day I went to uni without my hair tied up in a pony. Even during festival time even during you know college fests and music festivals not one day I have left my hair open because it had to be in a pony otherwise it would be seen so it, there was no reason like the people like everyone would ask me now there's no math in your life why are you still pulling 
I don't have an answer to that, right? Because I didn't understand. Because for me, I thought it was just because of math problem of mathematics and science. But in undergrad, I didn't understand. Uh, slowly, I realized that it's stress and tension and a lot of other things that came into picture. But I think now, uh, as, as a 23-year-old girl, woman or a young adult, I think I have more clarity, a little bit more at least. I've, I'm reading more. I'm watching more about it. I have more awareness. Like, you know, you know, I think this whole thing is based on experimentation. Like you need to like see what works with you. Like maybe some, a lot of people have a lot of different causes and effects and coping mechanisms. I think it totally depends on you, how you deal with it, because there's not a right answer. There's no solution for it. So I'm right now in that process, process of accepting myself, loving myself talking more about it to people, reaching out to people. When people ask me why I have like a portion of my hair where there's no hair, I can, without crying, tell them what is wrong, like what it is. I also pull for my scalp as well. I'm kind of always searching for that like crinkly hair, maybe one that feels different. Do you have a certain ritual or way that you go about pulling? So this is the first time I'm like ever talking about this with apart from a therapist because I used to go I used to have a therapist so I've never ever told anyone about this so it's kind of new um ritual as in I do have I think um when I'm ideally sitting and when I'm thinking and it's uh, unconscious subconscious um activity the pulling part it's like the problem is I know I'm pulling, but at the same time, I don't know I'm pulling. And it's usually with my left hand and with my index finger and my thumb. Uh, I look for, there are these points on my skull, like pleasure points. And I need to pull from those pleasure points because when I pull from there, it feels very good. It feels, it feels like a massage. And even if there is no hair in that region, and if it's like still growing, if it's like stubs, I would still pull that out because I need to pull from that region. And particularly within the region, I need to have like a thick hair. So it's an assumption in my head that if the hair is thick, then the bulb of the hair would be better. It would be like whiter and juicier and colder. So, so if it's like a thinner hair, then I feel like the thinner hair is useless. So I wouldn't pick that out. I would pick like the bigger, thicker hair. Um, and I would always like go in search of that hair. Like I would feel each hair and decide. Even though it's like a long process, somehow I still pull out a lot. So I think it goes on for like hours. And I think it started in the middle portion of the scalp. And it slowly goes in a round in like a circular motion. Like in, it's like a whole circle on my scalp. Do you have locations that you find particularly triggering? For example, when I used to drive, my elbow would sit right on the window, perfect to my pulling spot. So I would just pull, pull, pull. And I always found myself pulling in the car. Do you have places like that for you? 
Yes. So I did. I didn't. So at the age of 21, when I first started going to the therapist, he told me to identify the places where I pull the most. So it would usually be at the study desk, uh, usually in the bathroom, either uh, while I'm on the toilet or while I'm looking at the mirror. Or it would be when I'm um, alone, anywhere when I'm alone or when I'm reading or when I'm sketching, I'm painting, anything when I'm doing which does not require my left hand because I am dominated with my right hand. I'm a righty. So whatever activity didn't require my left hand would be when I would pull my hair off, mostly at the study desk. I think very recently I discovered that it also happens before I go to sleep. Like, you know, those an hour before you're on your mobile scrolling and I would like pull it out without knowing. So now I just don't look at my mobile before going to sleep. And I think um, I also realized it's usually when I have a lot of screen time like constant use of laptop, constant use of mobile phone, constantly working on something. That's like when I'm feeling the strain in my eyes or in my body, I need to like get some kind of pleasure. And I think I, I get that by pulling. Your therapist sounds really knowledgeable. Did did they already know about trick before you mentioned to them you had it? Yeah, so he uh, had worked with, trichotillomania and uh, binge eating before he knew a lot about trichotillomania but as I was as he was being my therapist he also learned a lot of things from me like from the patient so yeah I think we just like help each other out understand the concept more understand the what the problem is better when I was younger I saw a few therapists only for a short period of time because I would say, I have trichotillomania, I'm looking for help. And sometimes they would say, what's that? I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to see you again. You know, so eventually I was able to find someone, but it's really nice that you're able to have yeah. someone that does have some background information. That was actually, yeah, it felt like someone else apart from me knows what it is. Because I mean, I didn't really like reach out to anyone who had trichotillomania because I didn't know how to reach out. Like I didn't know where to find people. I think he was like the closest person who knew more about clinically um, what I'm saying. When you were growing up and you were pulling and, you know, your family and even yourself, you were saying, you know, stop this, stop this. What were some ways you were trying to stop? I know you mentioned having your hair up you know, in that ponytail yeah. would help you? What are some other things that would help you? Um, I think till the age of 17, I did not predominantly, because I did not know it was trichotillomania or it was hair pulling disorder or anything clinically, I did not really, really put in that effort to stop it. It would just be like me criticizing myself saying, you know, just like really stop doing it. So that was the only way I would, it didn't help me stop at all. And I did not stop, but that was like the only solution I had to just tell myself to stop it or others telling me to stop it, which didn't work. But the more I read about it, the more I was aware, the more I got knowledge about this, I 
I started using coping mechanisms. Um, it's I'm still in the process of experimenting what works the best for me, but I thought my hobbies would were my strengths, like sketching and painting. As much as uh, self care they used to give me, I think uh, what it started it started becoming a pressure because I need things to be perfect, and when my drawing would not be as I expected it to be, I would like feel disappointed or the whole process of what to draw like what do I sketch now I have the book I have the pencil what am I sketching so the whole scrolling period like what am I sketching like inspiration it's the whole concept of sketching got stressful for me and I didn't want my favorite hobby to become that way so I didn't want to associate that with hair pulling like I'm gonna keep that aside I started using more sensory devices I have um fidget like a sensory tick tick thing I started using a stress ball squishy toys uh, I started taping my fingers together sometimes but all were very apart from the sensory toy none of them were like that useful I'm still learning I think what there was a point when I decided to you know there was like a very sudden point in my life where I was like you know what it is okay because all these years I was like ashamed of myself embarrassed like what will people think I don't have like a huge chunk of my hair on my head it's like the most embarrassing thing I could ever be a part of and but there was this one epiphany like one moment in my life I was like no no more and I started going out in public without anything on my head and I was like you know what no I don't care and I think that was like the biggest motivation for me to not pull because I felt like myself. I didn't I didn't feel some kind of a burden on my shoulder because every time I would want to hide my hair, I would have to always think about it. Is it seen? Is it, do I have to like, if it's raining, is because hair would get wet. Should I like pull it the side and cover it? If it's windy, is it like seen? So when I left it open, I was like, huh. It's free. It's free. I mean, even today when I walk out, I still think if I'm in the lift, it's like a confined place. People are looking straight at you. If I'm in like a new public setting, I still think, you know, it's it's still in the back of my head. Like what, what would people think about my hair? But not as much as before. And there is like this a little bit of burden that's out. And I think that's like the best uh, motivation for me to stop pulling the it has drastically decreased and I think more than any kind of devices or anything I think that one step I took to just be free in public is helping me more that's amazing I mean you should really be proud of yourself to just say you know what I am here here I am I think it's so interesting that people with trick I had a similar experience where you know, after what, 18 years, I'm like, I'm tired of beating myself up about this. I'm tired of being sad. I'm tired of hiding this. What's the point? You know, and then you do have that beautiful moment of just like, I'm wearing my hair the way it is. There was a time uh, when I had very long hair. And I, like I told you, I used to like put it in a pony. And I couldn't like do anything uh, without the pony. I could never leave my hair open. And I decided to shave my head. 
that was the first time I decided to shave my head. And I did because I thought I needed a new beginning. And it worked out for a few months until my hair grew to a length where I could pick again. And I started picking again. A year later, I was like, no, I need another new beginning. And I shaved my head again. So it started becoming like a repetitive thing for me to keep shaving my head to just feel free. But after that is when I realized that, no, I'm going to I'm going to accept it. And that's when the epiphany came like, no, I'm going to let I'm going to be the way it is. I'm going to let it be the way it is. And that's when I started leaving my hair open and just going out however it is. When you did shave your head, some people that I've spoken to, there's two different reactions that they have. Some feel upset at first, and then they have that moment of like, oh, I'm free from the urges because I can't pull anything. How did you feel when you first shaved your head? I think that was the best decision ever. Because as soon as I shaved, I felt like, you know what? The biggest burden has been lifted. Like, no more talks about me pulling my hair. No no more, no more people asking me to stop pulling my hair. No more people telling me to put my hand down. No more thinking if, you know, I have covered all the bald parts. No more thinking about is someone looking at my head. No more thinking about anything related to my hair or hair. It was just, it was like, you know, free. I could, I felt like a beautiful egg. I love that. Did you wear your shaved head? I know some people are a little nervous. Like they'll shave their head, but they'll wear like a wig. They will wear a hat. Did you just rock shaved? I did, but a lot of people would start relating it to cancer. Mm. Like, why did you shave your head? Are you, do you have cancer? And I was like, no, just trying to pull a summer look, but no yeah in the beginning I was a little conscious not going to lie I would wear bandanas or beanies or scarves to avoid people asking me questions uh but it started getting very hot and to be honest I was mentally and physically okay with not wearing anything hiding it's the pressure of being in public like the societal pressure to not look that way kept adding on to my problems because I am free. I am mentally like, okay, I am like strong enough to go out in public bald. I am strong enough to go out in public without covering my bald spot. It's just that societal look that stresses me out sometimes. Like, why stop staring at me? Like, just stop staring at me. And there is this stereotype that girls are supposed to have like long, beautiful hair you know and I didn't have that I mean I had long beautiful hair but there's like a part of my head that's gone so the whole bald or whole short hair thing was like very new in terms of being in public with a lot of people but within myself I was fine with it I was totally fine with it because I was happy I would still prefer short hair like freer there's not a lot of problems family supported me a lot when it came to in the beginning there was a lot of a little bit of skepticism if I should shave my head not shave my head but I think they really supported me with the journey they were like you know what okay let's do it if if that's gonna make feel make you feel free if that's gonna help you cope with it then let's do it 
and uh, they took me to the barber and we shaved the head and even like having short hair and shaving the second time it was very easy because everyone in the family like my first like my family itself was very supportive about it it's just the outside the house you know the public is a little scary i think what's really interesting about you know meeting people with trick and explaining trick to other people that may not know is that idea of negative self talk you know starting the second you pull from your hair or from your eyelash that's that negative voice constantly you're doing something wrong you're doing something wrong how did you get to that place where you're like i am at peace like i am free of this i don't want to talk to myself this way anymore i think i will i still haven't got there because um i hadn't pulled my hair for 6 months and suddenly so many things went wrong in the month of november last year there were so many things that kept on happening at the same time and it was really affecting me small small minor even if it was minor it was like adding on to that pile and i had like a major relapse um in one sitting i had lost half of my head and i think i couldn't stop i was just sitting on my bed crying i don't know if i was, it was like i'm crying one for everything i went through i'm also crying because i now have lost a lot of my hair and and i'm also crying because i have given so much pain to my scalp there was you know excruciating scalp pain like to a point where i couldn't sleep because of the pain because it was continuously paining because it even after stop even after i stopped pulling it kept paining and my fingers were paining and i think i think it was so bad because i didn't know what to do because i was so happy with the progress i had like the 6 months progress i was like you're doing so good and suddenly just a matter of an hour not even an hour i think less than an hour and so much has happened it's like to process that was so bad and getting out of that took me so much time because i felt so defeated i felt like i felt so bad i felt genuinely you know when you're like Uh, feel so sad that it hurts you from within like you feel that knot in your throat and your stomach in your heart like there is this knot i was feeling that for days together but i couldn't really process that because i had an exam coming up and i had assignments so it was just too much so i thought i was at peace during those 6 months but turns out i hadn't completely healed even like the pile of inconveniences just put me through that again so i don't i still don't know what it would be like to be like trick free full free because i'm still in the process i i had let it grow it was growing and suddenly uh, there was another inconvenience and i started pulling again and again it was like seen so it's like every time it happens i have to like pull myself together because it takes so many months for the hair to grow back and you're waiting so many months and then meantime simultaneously you're also pulling the small hair out because you're so frustrated 
so i'm still in the process of feeling the peace but i think i'm i'm happier now feeling better that's wonderful and i'm glad you said that because it's really hard to be positive about it all the time i post a lot about you know trick and i'm still I'll, if I pull out some eyelashes, so I pull from my eyelashes and my scalp mostly. And if I pull a chunk of eyelashes out, there is that brief moment where it's easy to fall back into that negative self-talk. Oh my gosh, what did you do? And I have to be like, no, 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 no. We've worked hard to not be this yeah. way. Like, let's look in the mirror and say, you know, it's okay. It's okay. But there is that moment because we've done it for so long. I think it's very difficult to be positive all the time. It's like unreal, to be honest, because it's so exhausting. I think the energy and the effort and that mental strength and that courage that goes into being positive is like the biggest step towards winning because every day you just, even if you pull one hair out, you're just like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. You know what? You've done so good. It's just one hair. It's okay. But saying it's okay itself takes so much energy because you don't want to put yourself down because apart from you, no one else knows what you're going through because having this disorder, having this condition is so much of a burden mentally because you don't want it. No one wants it, but you have it. So to go through with that every day, you wake up, Sometimes you're combing your hair and, you know, it doesn't work out. Like this morning I was combing my hair and this partition is not working. That partition is not working. I'm trying to like put clips and that's not working. And I'm just standing in the mirror and I'm just crying. I'm just like, no, why are you crying? It's okay. Just today is not a good day for your hair. Tomorrow will be better. Stop crying. But that energy that goes into saying, you know what? It's okay. Itself is like a big step. And I will say your hair looks gorgeous. So you see how you. to you, you're like, oh no. But to me, I'm like, it looks perfect. Like it looks really wonderful. I love it. Like you went like this, like with the little pieces behind the ear. And I was like, that's so cute. Like it's really adorable. <laughs> you have gorgeous hair. Like, and see, I'm looking at mine thinking, oh gosh. You know, no. I should have uh, blow dried it or something. I'm like, oh. No, literally so jealous of that length right now. Thank you. So this is the uh, my regrowth coming in. Oh See, my God, that's so good. Thank you. That's There's some shorter so ones good. up here, but thanks. That's so good. Honestly, that regrowth is so good. Thank you. Thanks. I'm I have trying, not but... seen such a long regrowth at all. Really? I mean, looking at your regrowth is like making me so happy. Oh, thank you. So now that you are open about Trick and you wear your hair how it is in public. Have you had anyone ask you about it? Have you shared with people about your trick just on your own? I think in the month of November when the relapse was bad, it was um, just bald. It was completely bald. Like it was just the scalp and the skin scene. And it was red for a few weeks. And it took more time to grow back than normally because of the, the injury I had caused to my scalp. So it did raise a lot of questions within my group of friends. Uh, I mean, not friends, like the people I live with, my flatmates, because uh, I hadn't like really told, because how do you randomly tell people you have just met or live with about trichotillomania? I think that's like too intense. So they did ask me like 
what happened to your hair and for a second i felt very stuck like i i don't want to answer about that yet because i've just made friends I've, i'm in a new country and i've just made friends i don't want to lose them like suddenly over this like i don't want them to think i'm weird or i don't want them to think something so i was like no i didn't really say anything i just said like hair loss or stress but now that it's been 8 to 10 months with them i'm getting a little bit more comfortable i have spoken about it i have gradually like you know i have a i post on social media like a few posts like hinting towards that you know i might have trichotillomania i've also borrowed a book from the library uh, so i read it so it's like hinting to public that i have trichotillomania but i think i'm open to talk about it with my closest friends and family like my parents my sibling my sister-in-law my sisters my cousins i'm very open to talk i even even my closest friends from uni back in uni at home i i share my progress with them i tell them you know what i went through relapse today uh, today i'm trying out this new thing today i read about this so i do share such things um i've told them that you know it's going to keep coming your way you signed up for this even my brother my parents i keep telling them you know today this happened and i read a new thing i'm doing a podcast with someone who went through the same thing so it's like i keep updating them i keep telling them it's just a little difficult with new people because i don't i'm trying to like make friends and i don't want them to think i'm weird but after a few months i think it gets better i'm i'm comfortable now with the people i people i live with because I've, i spent so much time with them so i'm slowly telling them slowly very slowly what advice would you give to someone who just started pulling or they're still in that mindset of you know this is the worst thing ever i hate myself for this i think awareness self awareness is crucial um don't listen to anyone don't you know take any advice from anyone you do your research you go online you read that book you find out what's happening to you because no one apart from you will ever understand what you're going through it it's just you who knows what you're feeling and what you are doing and sometimes maybe you're embarrassed to even share so you wouldn't have shared the full thing with someone so they're just giving you half advice so the more you read the more you find out about what you're feeling the more you help yourself i think that's when i started getting better the more i started reading the more i started finding things out how i'm doing what i'm doing even today i borrowed a book from the library and i'm reading about trichotillomania different experiences and the more i read the more i realize okay that's why what's happening to me is happening so i think self awareness plays a very important role and i think everyone should start with that not just with trichotillomania i think with anything self awareness the more you read the more you know about it and the more you find your own solutions how you know how people keep saying love yourself and during some i think i don't i don't want to generalize it but there was a part of me in sometimes i would be like that's kind of cringe you know to say that out you know these affirmations i would look at some affirmation on social media and i would find it a little cringe but i would be like Ugh. i mean 
okay but i think they really help to be honest i think the whole concept about loving yourself or accepting yourself maybe i thought they were cringe but not going to lie they do help like every morning when i wake up and i look at myself while i'm getting ready i'm like you know what you look good you know what you're going to have a good day you're going to eat good food you're going to you know do that assignment today you're going to finish that today you're going to get that done you're going to have a good sleep i think saying that a lot really does help it really boosts confidence it really does help me feel a little bit more positive than i am that day and how much of a cringe i used to find it before i think now it's just part of my day and i think everyone should do that everyone should look at themselves and be like you know what you're going to have a good day that helps thank you so much for listening to this episode of trick talks did you know that i offer a trickatillomania online course my course is called sharing our stories in it we do a deep dive into your relationship with trickatillomania by using my guided journal my trickster diaries as our workbook we also complete empowering activities and have a bi-weekly support group so that you can meet others in the community as a gift to you please use promo code tricktalks25 to receive 25% off the 5 session package you can access this promotion and learn more at barbaralally.com thank you and i can't wait to start your journey to self love and self acceptance with trigatillomania Thank mm-hmm. you.